All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone oh, here yeah. on KZYX. Happy Sunday evening to everybody. Happy 2023 to everybody. This is Jerry. I'm hanging out in Portland. Jim is in the studio. Jim, you're dry and you're dry and, and, uh, and out of the weather, uh, so even though it seems like you were in the weather uh, most of the times I talked to you this week. Jeez, it, w- it was just a lot of rain in... You know, I was gonna. Say, uh, I wanted to say a short period of time, but it rained for a long period of time. Yeah, and, but the know. thing that I found, fu- I I found that was interesting when I was talking to you throughout the week, is like you would actively go outside in the rain what? to do things, and that's just the difference between you and I. Where like you're like, yeah, it's it's raining. It's a perfect time to go outside and chop firewood. And, and my reaction is, no. Perfect time to go outside is when it's not raining. The top firewood, like, and that's just the difference between the two of us. Like, where, it, where if it's raining here, I shut it down. I maybe go outside and check the gutters, but that's it. But if it's raining for you, did you? That's uh, your green light to go do stuff. When you were young, did you? Um, well, I, I have certain things that I can't do in the rain, like dig into dirt and plant sure, stuff. Sure. So I ha- always have a list of stuff I can do in the winter in the rain. I mean. Is, did it just take you becoming a responsible adult to realize I was always going out in the rain when you were a kid? I never. I don't think I realized how much stuff huh. you did. Like, yeah, I. I don't know. It, yeah, no, I just I didn't realize it. You know, but yeah, you do a lot of stuff in the rain. It's it's uh, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Welcome everybody to the sports phone here on KZYX. Uh, looking forward to our second uh, show of the year here in 2023. Uh, if you are new to the show, very simply put, this is a sports talk show, sports call-in show. More importantly than that, Jim and I are here to talk about sports at the high school level, professional level, college level, rec league, middle school, whatever it is, wherever it is out in the world of sports, Jim and I want to talk about it. And more important than us talking about it, we like to open up the phone lines and give you the opportunity as the listeners here on KZYX to give us a ring and talk about whatever you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. It can be on topic with what Jim and I are going on and on about. It can be totally off topic and bring bring up something totally random. It's up to you. We just want to be along for the ride and, and chat sports for, for this hour, and we're really looking forward to it. As always, phone number to do that is 707-895-2448. we got a fun show in store for everybody today. A uh, little kind of looking ahead. Last week, Jim and I talked a little bit about our uh, favorite 2022 sports memories. We're going to look ahead this week with some 2023 sports predictions, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So we're going to, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, as you we know, get going here, Jim. Anything before we get rolling? Seems like we could have we could have gone on for weeks of uh, recapping 2022 um, in the world of sports, from Brittany Griner to the World Cup. You know what? I, I'm throwing it out there again, Jer. Sure. Um, what was your favorite sports story of 2022? And and by the way, is 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 Mr. Hamlin from the Bills? Is that 2022 or 2023 or both? I would when say that's that going to be both when we get to it. That's going to be both. That when? was 2023. I guess it was. That is a full 2023 story because that did happen last week, which it, is 2023. It okay, okay. Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. We'll, get to, and we'll definitely, we'll but, definitely get into know, that more as we get going. Here. Um, um, we, we, cover, we cover Brittany Griner, the World Cup. Uh, we talked about uh, you know the local domination and record setting from, from Middletown's football. Uh, Middletown, Clear California. Lake. Clear Lake. Clear Lake. Clear Lake. I'm sorry. Clear Lake's uh, uh, football season. So, so you know, 
If you wanted to get on last week and you didn't, and you want to talk about your favorite sports story of 2022, let's leave that open, Jer. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you can, absolutely. You can call and talk about anything for that matter, yep. anything related with sports. So, yep. yeah, let's uh, let's move on. What do you, you got a trivia question? I do. I have some trivia. I, it's always a fun experience mm. to reload the, the list of trivia questions because I kind of let it get down to one or two usually, and then I'll refill it with a bunch of stuff uh, as I kind of come up with things or use different websites to find little facts. Uh, this one's fun. I like this question. Uh, this is a good one. It's, I think it's a pretty straightforward question, too. There's not, not a lot involved with this. It's just a matter of, of, of knowing some information. We're talking golf on our trivia question today. Uh, so we, we touch on every sport with the trivia questions, and I love it. So we're talking a little golf here. So I would like to know, and it, this is a one-sentence question. There's not any, like, add-ons to it or anything like that. I would like to know what the PGA uh, record is for the worst score on a par four in a PGA-sanctioned tournament. What's the? Uh, I would like to know who did it, when this player did it, and what tournament it was in. And for that matter, also what the what the number of strokes was. Well, I guess that's the question: is what is the worst? What's the worst score? And you so, did ask PGA, about who it was too, right? Yeah. So PGA record for the worst score on a par four. I would like to know what the score was, who did it, when this person did it, and what tournament it was in. So kind of a four part question. <laughs> that's a lot, huh? <clears throat> The best score in a par four, I guarantee you, because I I know people that have done it. There's been some short par fours where right. the, where there has been hole in ones. Right, and that that's the funny thing about golf. How there's a there's a there's a bare minimum in terms of like what the lowest possible score can be. That's true. You can't go lower than than one, uh, but the highest score. Can, depending on circumstances, you can find yourself in some really weird situations. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, to kind of getting this answer out if there. I, you know the answer to the question. Uh, you can give us a call or if you'd just like to take a guess. 707-895-2448. One more time, the PGA record for the worst score on a par 4. would like to know who it was, what the score was, when it was, and what tournament the player did it in. So for people like Vince, Jer, that uh, he's probably folding his, uh, he's folding and getting out of this one because he <laughs> he, does, he doesn't allow himself to look it up on the internet. I would give someone, I'll give someone a free, um, <clears throat> if they can honestly say they knew the answer to this question, all four parts, I will buy them a, um, Stop it. a uh, sports phone hoodie when we when we make them i, I will give give that award the, out the merchandise that's been coming for for seven eight years now at this point even though <laughs> the merchandise that was coming before the show even existed <laughs> yeah no so yeah give us a call if you know the answer to the quiz question uh or you'd like to take a stab at it 707-895-2448 give us a and ring the phones are phone lines are open for anything else you want to talk about something you did yes. in 2022 something you read about in 2022 um <clears throat> Whatever, and the trivia question, boy, the phones aren't ringing off the hook for that trivia question. It's a good, but it's a good question. I know. You know it, not every question is going to get a bunch of answers, but we, someone usually comes up with the right answer for these oh, questions. Yeah, it, so it, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I say, if you're if you're hardcore, get on get on Google and try to figure that one out. There's a lot of ways to go about it. Well, you know, this is the eighth of January, 2023. On this day, the 8th of January in 1944, the NCAA record 
Kentucky beat Arkansas State seventy-five to six in a basketball game. It was at least it was the lowest scoring of an NCAA basketball game to date. And I ask you, Jer, um, if there's been anything worse than that. This one sounds like it might hold for a while. I've never heard of an NCAA game with this team scoring less than six. Well, are, is the question the lowest amount of points scored in an NCAA game or biggest point differential? No, least amount least amount scored in an NBA game. 70, in, an NCAA, in an NCAA basketball game? Men's basketball. Kentucky versus Arkansas State. 75 to 6. This isn't a trivia question. That's just a fact. Right. 75 to 6. We are coming up with a stump, Jerry. Um, We're seeing how. See, Jerry's so far advanced with with Google and figuring out details that we don't question if he can get it right. We time him and see how long it will take him. This day, we're coming up with that one. This day, the 8th of January in 1972. Jeez, I can't read my own writing. Oh, no. Jeez. Well, I can't help you there. <laughs> 1972. Oh, no, this is a big day in basketball. It always, all this stuff that, that focused around Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Lou Cinder at that time. In 1970, think about how far, this is why I put this one on here, Jer. Think about in 1972, they allowed freshmen to play on varsity teams. Before, they didn't allow freshmen to play on varsity teams. Now sure. they let the freshmen play on varsity teams in the NCAA, and then they're usually gone, to, uh, the good ones are gone to the pros the next year. But this was when you had to play four years of college, and then, and then um, but you first you had to play on JVs for a year. Um, until 1972, freshmen were allowed to play varsity. Interest, yeah. Interesting day. Um, you, anything more to say about that one? Well, that's one of those ones when I also think about it is that that's also that's not just a basketball thing where like I would imagine that rule is in place to a certain degree for like protecting young or at least theoretically protecting younger football players. I it, imagine that was one of the reasons that was in place for a while too. Like that's not a that's not I a think basketball for, for rule, you yeah. it was yeah. a basketball thing because you know that it, it had a lot of impact on you know being a basketball fan. Good point. But yeah, ha- that had a lot of implications beyond beyond basketball for sure. Hmm. And in 1980, on the 8th of January in 1980, another NCAA, they sponsored five women's sports. And all I can tell you about 1980 for the NCAA, it's about time. They they had their first five, they sponsored the first five women's sports. I'm not sure what that means, saying they sponsored it. 707-895-2448, give us a call if any of this is interesting to you. We'll take comments, uh, questions, whatever. Um, and now to stump Jerry. <clears throat> Are you ready, Jerry? You've got. I'm going to start cutting down your records. I think uh, four seconds. The first time, we, first time we did this. Um, <clears throat> I want to know what happened in 1996. To the baseball, what made the Baseball Hall of Fame special? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, I don't know. I'm not going to find this one. one. Other than, yeah, not going to find it. Uh, um, the, the answer to that is no one. 
was inducted to the Hall of Fame for the only year that no one was inducted. Oh, sure. 1996, okay. no one was inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's an interesting one. Sure. <clears throat> so that's this day. They're the ones I pulled up. They're the ones that I thought were, were really interesting. I still... <clears throat> I'm still amazed that I never realized that there weren't sponsored women's sports in the NCAA until 1980. See, yeah, that makes sense. I guess Maybe. it's... What's that? 23 years... 43 years ago? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right, there you go. Um, so after talking about the 2022 recap from last year, do you, do you, have, do you have any that, that stood out for you after talking about them that that um, clearly were your the biggest biggest uh, stories for you in 2022? Or is that just an impossible question? You had all these comedy ones. Like, remember the... Yeah, like all the ones that I remember are the funny ones. Like, because they're, they're the ones that I think are... are not more interesting, but there's they're the ones that I remember. Like I, I the, my favorite story, if, if we're talking, like, because I think there's a difference between favorite and biggest. Uh, That's true. My Your favorite story from 2022 was the guy that uh, that snuck onto the snuck into the Warriors facility as. Because everyone thought he was Clay Thompson. I, that's I, my that's my favorite. I story thought your favorite would have been the Tennessee goalpost going into the river. No, that's that's so absurd that it's it's a little <laughs> out there. But the, this idea that this guy even he didn't deliberately try to fool anybody. He just kind of walked in there, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's Clay Thompson." And he didn't. He never claimed claimed he was Clay Thompson. He never <laughs> said he was or anything. It just kind of happened. That's my favorite story of, of the year. Uh, the biggest story of the year I, was probably Brittany Griner. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hey there. I um, want to talk about the women uh, professional ball that happened in the 80s. Um, uh, I'm from Iowa, and there was a really good ball player that went professional for the San Francisco Pioneers, and they became a pro team in 1979-80. Her name was Molly Van Benthuizen Bolen, B-O-L-E-N. And uh, I had just moved to California. I heard that they were going to be playing down at Winterland. So I went to the game, and there were maybe a dozen people sitting on in the stands. It was really sad. You know, there was just not the popularity for it, for so the wait, game in women's ball. i got to stop here. Pardon me? Uh, i got to uh, ask you a question. You're talking about women's professional basketball? Right. Because <clears throat> this, and, and you were responding to the 1980, um, uh, this day, um, detail I was given? Um, yeah, as far as I could hear it, I've been coming over 253, so it's been... Yeah, in 1980, in it, it, what, I, I just want to let you know then, if you didn't get that clear, because this was... Um, it's interesting it happened about at the same time, because in 1980, I was saying that the NCAA sponsored the first five women's sports in NCAA... Um, Collegiate basketball, and my 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 answer, my question. Oh, you're talking collegiate. It was the 1980. Yeah, no, this was this was pro ball, and it was the first time that pro ball had been paying women to play basketball. I had no idea. So this clearly wasn't the women's NBA. That didn't come on for a while. Chair, what? Are you uh, a little bit. Yeah, and so when I went to see the game, there was Molly, and when I played her in high school, she was always wearing two pigtails down the side, <laughs> each side. She was a three-point girl, man. She would be hitting those ba those baskets out there on the three-point line when you weren't even paid for your three points. <laughs> Where did you go to and, high school uh, with her? Oh, yeah. And, well, she was from Moravia in Montezuma, Iowa, and she was all-star. And uh, I was from Colfax, and so the Colfax teams, uh, we made it to state one year. 
and um, had some really good ball players. Uh, Sweet 16, they called it in Iowa when you went to state. 16 teams would go. Sure. Anyhow, Molly was fantastic. Jerry, what do you and, know? Uh, Jerry, what do you know about Mo- this Molly? Uh, one of the better nicknames I've ever seen for a professional athlete, uh, Molly Machine, <laughs> machine Gun, gun Bo- Molly Machine Gun Molly Bowen. Yeah. And so she was in she was in the middle of a child custody battle with her husband over their son, and she had done a publicity shot where here she was with her nice little basketball uniform on, and she had one foot on the basketball on the floor, you know, one foot up on the basketball, and she had a machine gun strapped to her. Oh, oh it just played havoc with her child custody case. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, she was machine gun Molly Bullen, and that girl could really fire. And so when yeah. I saw her at Winterland, I said, hey, Molly, what happened to your hair? She had this Sarah Fawcett hairdo. And I said, how do you play ball on that? I said, you must have a lot of hairspray on that. And she said, oh, she said, it's one of the things that we're trying to do is to bounce up and down the court and be attractive instead really? of athletes so that people will come and see the game played by women. Huh. It was sad. That, that, it was sad. That, uh, well, the only thing I can say positive about that is mm. it started. That's that's <clears throat> it's if, if that was the first, I'm happy it was the first. If there's too much yeah. good that came out of it. She knew what she was doing. She had a good business mind about ball. Molly was not yeah. a a fluffy a fluffy girl. You know what I mean? She yeah. was not a uh, sexy kind of you know bombshell. She had to change her persona to play that game in San Francisco the way they were doing for the San Francisco Pioneers. It lasted a short time. As a matter of fact, when I was there, we were so crazy about basketball in Iowa. People were having heart attacks in the stands when we'd be playing in high school ball at the in, in Des Moines. And um, so when I went there, I worked in this hospital in Des Moines, and one of our doctors was Dr. Spivak. His son was at UCSF uh, as a physician also, and he was the only guy in the stands for, for Molly's team, other than me, and we were both from Iowa. <laughs> it was very funny when I turned around, and I, and I heard him say the name Spivak, and I said, hey, I used to work for Dr. Spivak, and he said, that's my dad. I mean, what a small world, you know, the, the basketball fans in Iowa, they just come out of the woodwork. So, anyway, so I just want to... So you went to Winterland to see this game, and, Hell yeah. and Molly played for who? San Francisco Pioneers. San Francisco Pioneers, and there was only 12 people in the... It was sad. Huh. It was sad, and she was doing everything she could to make it happen. You know, she was she was trying to take less money than more, and sure. uh, they, you know, the whole thing, just trying to get it off the ground. She's still happening today. She's in Iowa, and she does uh, talks for kids in high school and motivational Speaking for, for no women one, in sports uh, and so forth. No one else is calling right now. Stick with us if you can. Jerry, what, what stats you got for her? Give me something. Uh, okay, so here's some references uh, that I thought were pretty interesting. So the W, I'll get back to Molly in a second. I want to kind of set, it, set the table here a little bit. So the WNBA record for points in a game is 37. Single single season WNBA, single game scoring record in the WNBA is 37. Okay. Uh, keep in mind that's with a three-point line. Yep. The the single season scoring average for the WNBA is twenty five point two. Again, with a three-point line. Yep. Uh, Molly Bolin's single game scoring record is fifty five, and her single <laughs> her single season scoring average is thirty two point eight. <laughs> that's why great. they called her the machine gun. <laughs> so this and, is. Uh, <laughs> 
I went to basketball camp with her. First place I ever met her was a Parsons College in, in uh, Fairfield, Iowa. This is a funny story. And uh, so Molly was at that free throw line every day, slapping back those pigtails and shooting every one of them, making them all. And uh, so we would, you know, scrimmage and do all of our games and stuff at the basketball camp. Well, in 70, God, I can't even remember what year it was. Graduated in 75, so it would have been in 74. The head of the basketball camp came with a sad face to all of us one summer, and he said, I'm sorry, girls, but the, the Parsons College has been sold, uh, and we're not going to have basketball camp here anymore. We had some good basketball players. Jesus, I can't remember the name of that one woman who was dating Martina Navratilova for a while, and she was a good Nancy Lieberman. She went there. There were a bunch of good women basketball players that went to that camp. It was top-notch. Hmm. And so anyhow, he came in and said, the Parsons College has been sold and we're no longer going to be able to have basketball camp here. We were all just... Tell you the rest of the story. The Beach Boys have come in town, <laughs> Parsons College, and they're going to change it into Maharishi Mahesh Yogi U. And so the whole college was changed into a university for transcendental meditation. <laughs> And the last time I heard anything about Fairfield, Iowa, was in Smithsonian Magazine. It was an old magazine, probably about five years old. That Parsons College, par, that Fairfield, Iowa, was, was changed into, uh, was transformed into one of the most enlightened towns in America. They had it in the top ten of towns to live in for enlightenment, because transcendental meditation is not anything that is uh, religious. It's uh, for uh, uh, mindfulness is what they called it. So, anyway, that was the end of our basketball camp, probably the last times that I saw Molly. She eventually moved to Colfax so that she could be closer to, um, I don't know what. But she lived there for a few years, and off and on I would see her and, and know her. But you ought to get her on the, on the phone one of these days. I don't know where she's living now, but you can contact her on the Internet hmm. and that would, uh, that would be get her on to talk about women's ball. I've got another call here. Thanks. That, 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 was, okay. that was a great one. Thank you. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. If that was you calling in, give us a call back. I couldn't hang up on um, Machine Gun Molly, good. Lady Jer. Just a bunch of good, bunch of good stuff there. Did some commercials with Larry Bird. Uh, also, um, she was the first player to sign to that league, the Women's Professional Basketball League, for a whopping six thousand dollars. So, she was everything she did was before the WNBA. Is that is that yes. why? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> was there even a league? Were these a bunch of... Uh... No, it was the Women's Professional Basketball League. That's oh, that's what it was, what called. was called. Wow. Yeah. I I never followed women's professional basketball before the WNBA, and I, I'm amazed at how, how much I followed it since then. 707-895-2448. Molly the Machine Gun... What's the last name again? Uh, Bolin. Bolin? Spell it? Uh, B-O-L-I-N. Look up Molly Machine Gun Bolin, B-O-L-I-N. She's uh, she shot the three and scored fifty-four points. And <clears throat> why do you think she uh, scored more than anybody else in WNBA's ever have? Less competition, you think? Uh, 
Yeah, that would be my guess. Is it's one of those kind of like situations where she was way better than everybody. she was way better than everybody else. Okay, yeah. who's the equivalent in the, in the NBA? You got one question, one person who uh, has Chamberlain's on that list. Will Chamberlain's the only one on that list that was yeah. that much better. I mean, he scored a hundred right. points in a game instead of fifty. You know, that's right. that's right. that's um. Wow, I like the I like the call. 707-895-2448. Give us a call. You you want to get to our prediction list, Jer? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, also, just throw it throw it back out there. Still looking for the answer to the, to the trivia question. Uh, looking at if it's here, who was who has the PGA record for the worst score on a par four in PGA history? Uh, name, score, year, and what tournament that took place in. But yeah, let's go ahead and get to our so that's our one. 20- let me clarify. That's the single score on one hole, by the way, not not a par four course, but a whole course, yeah. but one hole. Yeah. What was the highest score ever? And um, any clues to that? You want to talk about the no, year? No. no, there's no there's no clues yet for that. Okay. That's plenty of information. All right, um, Jim. How did you go about putting together your 2023 sports prediction list? What was your method? Sports by sport. Sport by sport. Okay. Sport I by like sport. It. Sport by sport. Yeah, that that that's how I started because I I, I I was one of those it was just overwhelming. I had nothing. Okay, and how many did you end up with? I ended up just because it was time for the show. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, I have five. Uh, <clears throat> I did not go sport because I was trying to avoid with my predictions just like this team wins a championship. I, I was trying to avoid those types of predictions. Sure, no, no, I, um, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, hey, I thought Jer, that would be kind of. I thought that would be kind of boring. Ju- um, just for just for current events and responsibility um, um, reasons, should we talk about the injury in the NBA? I mean, in the NFL, before we do this, think, then get into this list. Or? I, I think we can get to that. Okay, uh, okay, we go can ahead. Get to it next week, even if we needed to. That's true. Uh, there's That's true. You know, plenty, plenty of time to talk about that. That story's not going away um, anytime soon. Okay. And you know, the difference between a week for, for you know, for sports predictions for the year, I'd like to do it as close to the beginning of the year. As okay, possible. here we go then. Yeah. And okay, if you uh, want to change your subject, you're still welcome to seven zero seven eight nine five. Two four four eight. So you're you're saying you were trying to stay with away from just somebody's going to win the uh, NFL that kind of thing. Right. I was trying to come up with stuff that was a little more interesting than that. You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. You have more than I do, so so go ahead if you have any. And I, oh, and also, uh, I'm going to write these down so we can look <laughs> back at them next year. Uh, and also, call, if any callers have sports predictions they would like to make for the year 2023, feel free to give a ring. I will write those down, and we will circle back to them uh, at, the, at the start of next year. At this time next year. Wow. That's the plan. All right. The first one I have. <clears throat> yeah. I've got a repeat. I've got Clear Lake Cardinals from Lake County, <laughs> California, repeating the NCAS. NCS champion football after what they went through this year. And I've got a a, a little bit of a reason for that. I watched clearly at the the Vern Piver Classic in in Fort Bragg um, that I worked at uh, a couple weeks ago. I watched Clear Lake's basketball team and I saw two or three of their their, uh, I saw the quarterback who was who was their arguably their better better guard. Um, and I just said, and I found out that these three 
and I think we found this out from um, from uh, um, Mark Corey as well. He's he's got a um, a pretty good group of of juniors coming back and sophomores coming back. So I'm I'm predicting Clear Lake repeats the NCAS championship in football, and I'll bet you that that doesn't happen that often that a team repeats, especially public high school. That's what exactly. That's yeah. why I'm so excited about him. Yeah, Branson did you know ten years in a row, and they had put him in a harder league, you know, in, in some <laughs> yeah. some sports. That's that's my first. That's a local one. I've got um, I've got another um local one. So why don't I do my two local ones? Yeah, if you've got local ones, go go ahead and go ahead and do those. Okay, you ready for this, Jer? Uh yeah. <clears throat> Legendary Tim Anderson retires from coaching for good. Well, you, you weren't ready for that, were you? Uh, I feel like that's the insider trading on that. There's no, no. insider no. trading going on that one. All I know is I thought, I mean, he's one of those guys that I thought he was going to retire, but then he went to girls, coaching girls, and I thought he was going to retire when his kid left. I mean, I, everyone thought I was going to retire when you left basketball. Sure. And I mean, when you left high school, and I did 10 years more which means I coached longer without you there. And and um, so <clears throat> Tim has had a lot of good reasons to uh, retire, and I think he's actually going to do it this year. Nothing inside. He, he can tell right. you if he calls that he has, right. not, he has not told me that. All right. Those are my two. Anybody else out there, 707-895-2448. Get your list on Jerry's list so uh, we can see how, how well you do. Yeah. What do you yeah, got? Absolutely. All right. Uh, so my first one is based on absolutely nothing. It's oh, a geez. it's a gut feeling. It, don't ask me why. Uh, I, so the women's World Cup is going is happening in New Zealand slash Australia this year. Uh, I'm just going with the U.S. women don't win. Wow. Uh, I think that the world. I look at. Okay, I have a little bit of logic to it. There's um, some logic. The, the, I, I know what the, you're. The U.S. Say. women are still the best team in the world, no, no doubt, by a, some margin. But it's one of those things that when I have watched the women's World Cup, and I watch it, I watch it for the same reason I watch the men's World Cup. I love the World Cup. The 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 gap is has is shrinking, right? Kind of like how the world slowly caught up to you, the U.S. and men's basketball. The gap in women's soccer is shrinking bit by bit. So. Now, it, 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 this isn't unheard of. It's not like the U.S. W- women have never lost a World Cup. They've won the last two. Uh, then they they hadn't won one in a few years. Uh, but I, it's just I'm going with that. There, there's a bunch of really good teams now in, in the world that they'll go into as the favorite. But I'm going to say they do not win. The U.S. women do not win the World Cup. There's two other scenarios that back you up on this train of thought. There used to be a time before you were born when UCLA won all yep they won like NCAA championships in bas- men's basketball constantly but 10 in a row 5 in a row 8 in a row whatever i don't know what it was and if they didn't win they were second and my theory was always that it was a mathematical thing as basketball became more popular there was more good players and you couldn't fit them all on UCLA so eventually other teams got good players and it equaled out and that's the same thing with um, with the dream team the American men's basketball national team when we started the international competition 
basketball just wasn't that popular, and the dream team spread it all over the world, in my opinion. And now there's um, there's a t- teams that can beat beat us in national competition because they're just more good players. It's a mathematical competition or a, a situation. So I I, uh, I understand what you're saying. Yep. And. Um, uh, 707-895-2448. We're going over our predictions for 2023. Um, I I didn't just skip over who was going to win what. Sure, that's fair. So, I mean, so, that's that's yeah, totally fair. Yeah. I mean, because they're, they're, they're the easy predictions to make. I am going to reverse one of my predictions that I made in 2021. Okay. Tiger Woods will not win a major championship this year. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> and everyone's got that. Well, the reason I bring that up is that he may not even play in one, for that matter. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, like, he's, he's semi-retired at this point. I know, but he wasn't semi-retired, and I predicted he was going to win one, and he never did. Sure. I also predicted... Right, so you're going, you're going if, even if he decides to make some sort of... Comeback. Comeback. Uh, I think he's kind of said, I'm not, re- I'm not fully retired, but I'm not, you know, fully full schedule anymore you're just going with he's not winning any more championships right. any, any and, more major championships and now throwing on the end of of retirements <clears throat> uh, we did have retirements in 2022 i do not see any I, I i don't predict any comeback run by serena williams or roger Federer. they will not come back out of retirement and and uh make any noise at all Okay, so I have I have one follow up question for my notes here for the archives for the Tiger Woods one. I just want to make sure I wrote this down right. Okay, if he wins the, you know, Phoenix Open or something like that, that's a PGA event. Is does that count, or are you specifically saying he will not win a major? No, he will not win any PGA tournaments. Any tournament. Okay. Any tournament. Got okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Go ahead. All right, uh, 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the sports world. Jim and I are going through our 2023 sports predictions. But if you've got anything you want to talk about, feel free to give us a call, 707-895-2448. Uh, okay, I have two that are about the same person, but they are not connected. Like, both these things don't have to happen. Uh my first one is uh, Brittany Griner's first home game for the Phoenix Mercury this year will be the highest attended WNBA game ever. What about well, well we, we have more than um, we have more than just attendance because it can only get so many people inside a building. Do you think it? G- give me more. Will it be one of the no, it'll be most the, it'll watched? Be w, games? It'll be the highest attended WNBA game of all time. What about watched? Because they can predict how many people are watching and. That's not part of my prediction. That okay. could be it's it. Mine is purely about attendance. Okay. Okay. In, in arena, because they don't use the entire arena for WNBA games. Oh, really? For for atten- Yeah. Oh, yeah. For attendance purposes, like they don't usually use. Like they will have to open up parts of the arena for tickets that they normally would not. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they they averaged in twenty twenty one five thousand eight hundred forty nine fans per game. Over all all games. Well, give me a um, give me the average in, in twenty in twenty twenty one. They averaged about fifty eight hundred fans. The Suns Arena, which is well, sorry, not the, the, the arena in Phoenix where the Suns and the Mercury play can hold eighteen thousand people. Give me the uh, average of so that's all games. The average of all games, or was that just one arena that that they was had? an average for the Phoenix Mercury in twenty twenty one? 
Um, would you, can you come up with a number of the average to watch any WNBA game this year? Are we talking about attendance? Attendance. Or watching attendance, on TV? attendance. The highest attendance uh, was. Hold on, let me pull it up here. I have it. It's just loading. Hold on. The highest uh, average regular season attendance in 2022 was 10,000 for the Seattle Storm. And what's what's the highest uh, in the in the NBA? Like 18,000 team. Some teams sell out every uh, I'd game. Have to, I'd have to find it. Huh. But yes, that's that's all to say okay. again. My my prediction is that Brittany Griner's first game at home for the Phoenix Mercury will be the most attended WNBA game in terms of capacity ever. Huh. Ever. I'll buy that. Uh, yeah. Related to that, uh, <laughs> I have a second one, which is she will win MVP of the of the league for twenty twenty or for the for the for the season. She will win WNBA league MVP. I base that off of she was one of the best before she left. She's really not that gone for not gone for all that long. I imagine she'll get back into shape and, and be in being a good place uh, as a basketball player. I think she'll win MVP as well. So those are my two Brittany Griner predictions. I predict. Um, I I'll, I'll predict that she's already in good shape. Yeah, yeah, truth. absolutely. Yeah, she's got. Hello, hello, to, call. You're on the air. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, good Vince. evening. How we doing? We're doing good. Doing well, we're, doing we're well. Over predictions. Are we accurate? You think? Well, I, I, I my prediction. I'm actually going opposite of you. I, I think Tiger Woods will win a PGA event this year. Okay, got okay. it. Let us get that on the list, please. It is on the list. <laughs> I just, I just got a feeling. I got a feeling. Well, come on, okay. get a little more creative. What, what do you got? What predictions did you have? Uh, I think that we'll see more sporting events move due to weather-related issues, similar to what happened to Buffalo this year. Uh, huh. I think that that's something that we'll see going forward a little bit more. Uh, is, okay. is, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't have, yeah, I wasn't really prepared for that when you had texted me earlier. I, I, I have to do a little more digging and research on what I think. I kind of agree with Jerry as well. I do not think the women will win the World Cup this year. Um, I, I think it's, you know, their run, I don't want to say it's over, but I think this year will be the year they don't maybe even make the final. Hmm. Do they use the same format here? Yes, exact same format. Pool play, everything exactly the same. Huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, you hear my... I know pre- you guys didn't, yeah. go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, I know you guys don't really want to cover too much right now because you want to do the predictions, but we almost had one of the craziest events ever at the you know beginning of this year with that football player basically being dead on the field for a moment. The stats on that are, are, are incredible. I, I heard he he wasn't breathing for 16 seconds. <clears throat> they they were out there with, with less than a half a minute. That that that's yeah. what I, what I, what I heard. They, that and <clears throat> and um, I mean the more I hear about the, I mean if you think about it, we've got an ambulance. You can't even play a high school football game without an ambulance on the sideline. You you have to cancel your game if you know if the volunteer men's or if the volunteer. Uh, Mendocino um, Fire Department can't get an ambulance at a Mendocino High School football game. You can't play. You know, yeah. it's um, so. Can imagine what they have there. You know, it, it was definitely. I mean, I've watched a lot of football in my day, and I've seen some gruesome injuries, but nothing like that. Especially since it wasn't even really a, a big 
you know, it wasn't a big hit like you see sometimes. It was just yeah. a normal, normal play. And, uh, I mean, he bounced right back up on his feet, and then, then it just got weird. Yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. I mean, and, yeah. and especially considering how big the game was, the fact that they had to cancel it all together. Now they have all these changes to the playoffs they have to do. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff for a league to, to have to, you know, react on the fly uh, the way they did. So, Jer, um, can we? Can, are we? We still have some time here. You want to give your your opinion? Phones are starting to ring here. I guess we should. Uh, we should go with it. Let, let's. Uh, let's take another really, call here. Well, hold on, really, really quick. Go ahead. Fred Couple, fourteen shots. Pebble Beach. I, that's all I got. I don't know. I'm gonna throw a wild guess out there. I. Uh, Wrong on all fronts. <laughs> Every yeah. that was incorrect. <laughs> Good enough. It's, it's a stab on, in, in the dark for sure. I like all right, it. Well, I'll I listen like in, it. and uh, if I can jump back in, I will. Thanks, Vince. Right. Uh, Jim, Hello, we got on. another caller lined up. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, it's a uh, sports phone doctor. Patty Hello. Chico. <laughs> Dr. Chico, the original sports phone doctor. So, it, wait a minute. Let me let me just see. Let me ask you a quick question here, Patty. Did yeah. it take a heart attack to get you back on the line? <laughs> no, it took me um, miraculously being able to pick up KZYX um, from where I live now. Like oh, wow, I can't. Wow. I can barely get it. Um, I can't get the app out here because I I don't have great reception. But I can get it with my little like antenna radio <laughs> that I have. Here. Nice, Just whatever it, it takes. Right I love it. So yeah, yeah. So I haven't been able to listen um, since I moved. But um, I just wanted to add. The only thing I wanted to add to the Demar Hamlin conversation was that um, I, I I have just observed that many people have said, "Oh, he didn't even get hit that hard." I, it's just so fascinating to me how how like numbed we are how hard these guys get hit i mean you know like at, at all levels you know these these are pretty tough hits like these guys are moving really fast they're big um he was pretty small compared to the guy that hit him um so yeah i think um it's it's such a stark example of just how like how brutal the game is but i i just think it's funny that many people not just the last caller um continue to say oh he wasn't even hit that hard um, I, I don't know my comment yeah it's it's interesting i don't know if i would describe it as he didn't get hit hard i I would describe it more as didn't get hit in a way that's unnatural to how football is played like a lot of the the hits that the the, the nfl are trying to penalize and get out of the game are these like unnatural blows to the head or these you know very like egregiously dangerous hits beyond the what the nfl already is as, as as a dangerous sport that is how I think of it. Is like it was within the norm of what like a normal hit is is like in the NFL compared to what they're trying to get out of the league with like hits to the head and things like that. And, and give me a shot at this too, Patty, before you respond. Which is uh, interesting. And it, it is. Um, I I saw two different cardiologists explain this, and I should have I should have written down the name, but they both predicted this is before i don't even know if there was ever a diagnosis beyond a cardiac arrest but they they predicted hadn't it it wasn't about 
the strength or the violence of the hit. It was the precision where the um, the chest gets hit at a, not only in an exact same spot, but it has to be at a spot at a certain rhythm of the heart, and it's such a coincidental um, chance that it could happen. It happens more in sports like, if they're right about this diagnosis, it happens more in sports like lacrosse when a ball hits someone in the perfect spot of the chest, and it, it triggers, it throws off the electricity of, of the heart and puts it into cardiac arrest. Did you hear of anything, did you hear of either of those cardiologists with that explanation? Yeah, I think um, I think I, probably most people in medicine like think that that's what happened to him. Um, and you're right; it is it is more common in like baseball and in you know sports where there's like a you know a small like you know a ball, a very hard ball hit it hit in a very like you know specific spot at a very specific point in the cardiac cycle. Um, so yeah, no, I, that's true. That's true. I, I mean, I think both things are true, you know, and I, I think that, um, yeah, a, a lesser hit like might've been able to do the same thing, but, um, but yeah, I think, I guess my only observation is just that like, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a pretty like violent sport and, and I'm, I'm not saying that in a way that's judgmental. I'm just saying it's a pretty brutal sport and it's, and all of the hits are, are, are pretty hard and, and seem like all of them could do damage. And, and then you're right when we talk about these, like, really brutal, awful hits, when you look at that in comparison, yes, this hit is less. But I think it's just, I think I've just observed how, like, how almost like, you know, we overlook <laughs> how, like, just at baseline... How, how hard these hits are that these guys are, are taking and giving. Yeah, and, I, 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 and, I, and again, I, I agree with with you ab- about football. We get numb to it. It's like saying, oh, that, that was, yeah, I was in a car wreck. Wasn't that big a deal? Or they were only going 30 and hit me from behind. You know, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't know if you have more calls, but I just that was what I wanted to contribute for this evening. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was a wild situation. It, it, it was funny, or not funny, but that wasn't funny, but I didn't know it had happened, and I was in the car, and I turned on sports radio, and I had no context to why the game wasn't on the radio. I, I thought that they were in, like, a weather delay or something, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. as I listened, and it got to be, like, two, three minutes in, they kind of did, like, that if you're just joining us kind of thing. And I was like, "Oh, this this is why this game had gotten stopped." It was it was crazy to to the sequence that I found out about it in was was really now that, crazy. Now that we're this far and we have Patty on the line, Jerry, give an update. Uh, oh, last I saw, and this was I think earlier today, yesterday, he was sitting up. His family was there. I think he watched the Bills game. He He's, definitely I, he watched I, the game, and they they put him on live at the uh, in the in the. Uh, Oh, pre pregame in the circle in, in in the locker room. Yeah, and I know he's talking now because I know he Facetimed into his team uh, a couple days. Yeah, ago. Yeah, he's um, yeah he's extubated. He's yeah he's he's upright and not <laughs> being forced to lay on his belly and with a tube in his down his throat. So yeah, I mean, and I think just because he's you know he's an elite athlete like at the top of his game, I mean the odds were always kind of in his favor that he'd, he, his body would be able to pull him through. Am, but, I, am I right? The biggest issue with him 
for survival and the biggest issue determining his um, prognosis, how well he will do in the future, is how long his heart didn't beat. Is that accurate medical statement? So that's like from a neurological perspective. Um, so how, how long his, you know, his brain went without oxygen. Um, and so, and again, because they, they moved so fast, and it's, it was really, it's been really interesting to learn um, how well equipped these NFL teams are for these situations. Um, and they were ready, like that they run, they practice these like code drills frequently, it sounds like. And so they, they knew what to do and they knew how to work together um, with both uh, the staff from both teams. So, and that really saved his life from a neurological perspective. Now it's just a matter of um, seeing how well his lungs recover because most people, one of the complications of CPR is you get broken ribs, you get um, damage to the lungs. Um, and so, so yeah, so I mean, I think in terms of, and that will affect obviously his ability to return to sports. Um, but from a neurological perspective, it sounds like they are really happy with how he's progressing. Yeah, the last the last statement from the Bills specifically was that it was excellent. That was like the last update we got. This was from yesterday. Uh, continuing to make progress, uh, breathes on his own, and his neurological function is excellent. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take another call, Patty. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks, Patty. Sounds great. Okay, bye. You're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Turn your radio down, please. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, that's me again. I'm calling because, uh, I do, uh, acupressure on people, uh, and that lung point is uh, right there. The lung one point is called middle, middle palace. It's in charge of your breathing. And if you ever watch any, uh, martial arts shows and you'll see guys pop somebody right there in the, in the little indentation in your shoulder, where if you move your shoulder, uh, blade around and you move your arm, you can feel where the socket of the shoulder is, but right inside of that you're right between the shoulder and the rib cage. And well, uh, that controls your breathing. Uh, it has a lot to do with how the gases enter the blood. And if that's interrupted, that's how come they can knock people to the ground and have them lay there for a while after they hit that point hard with uh, martial arts. It'll really knock a person to the ground and sometimes kill them if their heart stops during that episode. But it more so probably had to do with an interruption of his breathing, which then, of course, interrupted the heart. So um, best thing for him would be to get some good acupuncture to get those broken ribs back in place and uh, healing and so forth, because that would get all that going again in your chest. That's it. We'll see. Thanks a lot. Uh, Jim, I'm going to impromptu throw a new predi another prediction in for, for 2023. Go ahead. Uh, I think he plays. I think he sees the field in the next calendar year of fo for for football. Uh, You're throwing a prediction in that. Dar Say his name. Is it Dar Demar Demar Hamlin? Demar Hamlin will play. Write that down. I got it. It's on my list. Demar Hamlin will play in 2023. Well, because again, we're not talking about specific NFL. He's not going to play in the playoffs for the Bills, but 2023. No, you say goes sometime into the next in the next NFL year. season. Yeah, in the next calendar year. Wow. <clears throat> uh, here's what here's my here's the case to make for it. Like from a mental standpoint, the first question he asked when he woke up was what team won the game. <laughs> so, from a mental standpoint, I think he's all in. He's 24 years old. Yeah. Excellent neurological condition. 
if there's not some sort of like irreparable damage, he will work his way back into shape. It might take some time, and, and, and so- I could be off by like a year, but. There was a guy that got shot two times, I think, in the leg, uh, uh, and then played like eight weeks later in the NFL. I, I think, I think, I, I actually think you're right. Um, he will start physical rehab in the next week, and then well, some form of it. Let's exa- be clear no, about exact, exactly, exactly, and yeah. and once that, once that momentum gets going with him, his body is going to crave, and and I, I um. I actually agree. I think we'll see him play before December thirty first, twenty twenty three. I'm going to agree with you with that one. Yeah, a couple uh, more. Jim, here. I have two. We got five minutes. Yeah, if, I have two more. I'd like to get the full list out so we can get them all documented. Uh, unless we have any calls. If we have calls, by all means, let's take them. Right. Um, 707-895-2448. Uh, but I have two more uh, that I would that I would throw out. They're both NBA related. Uh, in the next calendar year, so again, this can be this year going into next season, yeah. uh, Luka Doncic will not be wearing a Dallas Mavericks uniform. Mm. Okay. Uh, I think that they are doing a terrible job uh, bringing him su- the support that he needs, and he will get fed up with it. It's going to have to be with the trade because he's not a free agent for a long time. And he'll, uh, move, and he'll, last- move, he'll move out of Cuban's house? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, and then my my last one is, uh, and this is specific to this season. Uh, Nikola Jokic is going to become the fourth player in NBA history to win uh, MVP three years in a row, uh, huh. meeting up with Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Larry Bird to be the only players to have done it three times in a row. Wow, that's that's quite a prediction, um, considering the way the NBA is going with the, with the. They're super- number one in the West. I know, I know. Yeah. The guy is is so unique. I, I can't say, oh yeah, Jokic is just like a better Michael Jordan, or he's a better yeah. Larry Bird, or yeah. or he's he's a he's um, as good as Will Chamberlain. I mean, he's so different. He's he's got he is the Joker. Yep. All right, uh, I say the the Lakers will upset somebody in the first round. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying they're going to win the West or win the NBA, but they're they're going to get in. The they get play- out of the first round. They're going to after after getting out of the playoff. They they might even get to the f- first round. They might even end up sixth. Um, but even if they're seven through ten, I think they'll they'll win their playoff um, and, and get in, and they'll win. They'll get out of the first round. Okay. Um, I say Djokovic, Novak Djokovic. He will win every tournament in in 2023 that he's allowed to play in. <laughs> so he goes undefeated. He goes undefeated in every major that he's allowed to play in. I don't know well, if see, he'll that's be a-, a different prediction. Does he go undefeated in every major or in every tournament? No, major. The the majors that he he might lose a small tournament here and there. If he's allowed in Wimbledon, he wins it. If he allows in Australia, he wins it. If he allows, okay, got it, got it. Goes undefeated in majors. There's only not, four. and that's just to say he wins them. You're not saying he drop he doesn't drop a set or anything like no, that. No, undefeated just he wins every major. Yeah, you remember to win them all, you have to be undefeated. It's an elimination tournament. Right, but you're you're not saying he doesn't drop a set. Or anything. No, no, he just he, yeah. he wins them all. Um, and that's he's just going to say. I, you should let me back in. I'm I'm good for this sport. Um, <laughs> the Nets will win the East this year. Okay. Um, I had Tim Anderson retiring. Here's another one. And now we're down to two minutes. I'm going to make a prediction 
that transgender issues are going to okay. become huge in youth sports in 2023. And if you think, and the only thing I can tell you, if you think they were huge in 2022, my prediction is you're not going to think that in 2023. It's going to be a big, big, big what are, discussion. What are you defining as youth sports? <clears throat> um... All the, does all the way school, up through high, high school. All the way up to high school. Okay. All the way through through high school, and okay. and um, some of the smaller colleges will be in in the, in the mix too. Okay. <clears throat> I I just um, I I just read I think it was a New York Times article about um, <clears throat> the opposite situation that usually happens that causes controversy. And and I don't know if you did you read that article, Jer? I don't have time no, to get into it now. I'll tell you about it later, and maybe we'll bring. Okay. It, well, we'll talk about it again some other week, but it's very interesting. Got it. Um, uh, well, as we wrap up here, we we had one guess. It's, we only had, we had one incorrect guess for the quiz question. So, Jim, the question now becomes: Do we table it for next week, or do, do I give the answer? Oh, we haven't had to do this yet. You always give the answer. You got to give. We the give answer. the answer. Okay. I would have never so, got this one right. <clears throat> you think no yeah. one tried? I don't know. I, I'm not going to think about it. We did. We got one guess, and it was incorrect. Okay. Uh, so the the PGA record for the worst score on a par four hole is 16. It was set by Kevin Na, uh, N A for the last name in 2011 at the Valero Texas Open. Uh, if you have a chance to go watch this, it's pretty funny. He drives into the woods, uh, takes a penalty stroke to redrive, drives back into the woods. Then spends basically shots four through twelve getting out of the woods, uh, and then takes two shots to get on. To, no, excuse me. Then gets onto the fringe, chips onto the green, and then two putts uh, for his sixteen. And the, my favorite thing about it, before we wrap up, Jim, is just that he, yeah, 10 he seconds realized how comical it was at one point. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. We will talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to everyone next week on the Sports Phone. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.